Welcome everyone to First Baptist Church of Shakota's audio sermon. My name is Jeff Holt. I'm the student pastor here. This upcoming Saturday, our church is going to be taking time out to honor our first responders in our area. They do so much for us, from keeping us safe, sometimes just by their presence, rushing to put out a fire, or running into a fire to save someone, or they show up to give medical assistance and help us get to the hospital quickly, safely, and possibly saving someone's life in the process. We're thankful for all these men and women who serve in this capacity, so this Saturday, we're going to be honoring them with a dinner. From 1130 a.m. to 1 p.m., we're going to be having a special special lunch for just our responders. Then at 1 p.m., the doors will open to the public. At 3 p.m., Travis Meyer and Val Castor will be there from New 6, and they're going to be our special guests for the day. So make sure you take time out and come and honor these first responders of our area. In today's audio sermon, Pastor Steve began a new series based on the seven great sayings of Jesus while he was on the cross. This week, Pastor Steve focuses on forgiveness and what it does for our guilt. Giving our guilt over to Christ is hard to do, especially if we've carried it for a long time. Jesus, however, forgives us and tells us that we can let go of our guilt. Pastor Steve, He's going to be preaching from Luke 23, verses 27 through 37. Many of you like to take trips. Trips, yeah. How many of you have been on a plane trip lately? Anyone? A few of you? Uh, How about a train? Mitch went on a train last summer, I think, didn't you? Didn't you guys take a train? Durango train? Anyone been on a train? Yeah? Yeah? Okay, car trips. I like car trips. I like car trips. Has anyone been on a guilt trip lately? Yeah, right? Okay. All right, because we're going to talk about guilt today. Because guilt can really eat us up. You know, because all of us were teenagers at some point in time. Some of us still are. But all of us, you know, we all have a past. Go back for some of us. You know, uh, uh, many moons ago, some not so many moons ago, whatever it is. But we, but sometimes the things that we have done in our past, the things that we have done as teenagers, as young adults, uh, children, whatever the case may be, whatever age we may be, there are things in our past that just we can't get past. We can't move on sometimes. Guilt sometimes has a way of really holding us back. Sometimes we, we, you know, some things that we've done in our past, remembrance come up, you know, and you're like, oh, you know, for whatever reason, something may pop up in your mind. You go, you know, maybe you mistreated somebody. Maybe there was a time in your past when you weren't really a good friend. Maybe there are times in your past when uh, you were really not a good parent. You know, now you're the, I mean, as grandparents, you know, uh, it's easier. Well, let's not get into, (laughs) but I mean, I was really, I made a lot of mistakes as a parent. I really did. I mean, I'm I'm glad I had Debbie to kind of balance me out as a parent. I I probably was not a very good parent. I don't know, you know, because there's some things that I've done as a parent. I'm like, I'm surprised they turned out as well as they did, you know, because I, you know, I years ago started a counseling fund for them because I thought one day they're going to need it, you know, because I'm just really messed up. Guilt can really eat us up. So what do we do with guilt? Do you realize that we are seven, now I'm transitioning real quickly, but we are seven weeks away from Easter. Easter is seven weeks away. So for the next seven weeks, we're going to look at the seven greatest words Jesus spoke from the cross. First one that he spoke from the cross, when, he, when he's talking, what did he say? Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. 
So that's the first words that we're going to look at. But turn in your Bible to Luke chapter 23. Luke chapter 23. Let's read it together. And then we're going to talk about guilt. How guilt can eat us up. The words of forgiveness that Jesus spoke. Guilt has a way of holding us back. Sir Arthur Conley Daly, who wrote, um, uh, he, he was an author, and he wrote, um, um, my goodness, it just went right out of my mind, uh, the, the Sherlock Holmes series. Sir Arthur Downing was wanted to play a practical joke on 15 of his friends. So he sent each of them an anonymous letter. The letter said, all is found out, flee at once. As the story goes, 10 of his friends left the country. All of us have things in our past that we're, we're afraid. And guilt sometimes, really what guilt does is it creates fear in us. And when we have fear in us, fear really can hold us back. Because what we're afraid of is that we will be found out. We're afraid that things that we've done in the past, things we did yesterday, things that we're, we're hiding from people, we're afraid sometimes we will be found out. We're also, fear has a way of, of causing us to have the fear of rejection. If people only knew things that I've done, they wouldn't like me anymore. We have that fear. If my wife only knew things that I did, she wouldn't like me anymore. If my husband only knew things that I did when I was young, he, 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 he would not like me. We have the fear of being rejected. We also have the fear, and, and guilt can bring this. It creates fear in us. Guilt creates this fear of being found out, a fear of rejection, and also a fear of someone retaliating against you. Sometimes we have the fear of someone retaliating against us. But also we, it creates a fear in us that God judges us. And all of those fears put together in someone's life, it cripples you. It cripples you as a human being. God does not want you to walk around and be a crippled human being. Amen. Not emotionally. He doesn't want you to walk around and be emotionally crippled. So let's talk about guilt. What do we do with our guilt? Well, let's, let's read in the passage, Luke 23. Let's start in verse 27. A large number of people followed him, including women who mourned and wailed for him. Jesus turned and said to them, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep for yourselves, for your children. For the time will come when you will say, Blessed are the barren women, the wounds never bore, and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, Cover us. For if men do these things when the trees is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the skull, where they crucified him along with criminals, one on his right and the other on his left, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. Words of forgiveness that Jesus spoke from the cross. Things that we hang on to, the guilt that, that ties us down, when we ask Jesus Christ to forgive us of that guilt, when we become a Christian, the Bible says we become what? A new creation. So why are we still hanging on to things from our past? So here's some things that we do with our guilt. Number one, we bury it. We just try to bury our guilt. 
We try and bury our past. I have a past that, that uh, there are things in my past that I'm just not proud of. There's things in your past that you're just really not proud of. And sometimes we try to bury our guilt. And what people, some people do, they try to minimize their past. Some try to rationalize their past. Some try to compromise. They just lower their standards. We bury it. Look at this passage of scripture on the screen with me. When I refuse to confess my sins, my body wastes away. When I refuse to confess my sins, my body wastes away. Proverbs 28, 13 says, you will never succeed in life if you hide your sins. You will never succeed in life. Nobody in here wants to fail when it comes to life. All of us want to write a success story. Thank you. <laughs> we all want to be successful in life. And the Bible tells us that if we hide our sin, if we don't confess our sin, if we just try and bury things in our past, and that creates guilt in us, if we just try and bury it and not deal with it, we're not going to be very successful. There it is. What else do we do? Well, we blame other people. We're really easy. We're, we're really, I mean, all of us are professional blamers. And, and the reason we're professional blamers is because it began from the, I mean, from the founding, of, from the creation of the earth. Adam blamed Eve. I mean, Adam took it like a man and he blamed Eve when they ate of the fruit. Look what Adam said. Yes, Adam admitted, but it was the woman you gave me who brought me some to eat. Adam was talking to God because God said, why are you all hiding? Why, why are you guys, you know, what is going on? God knew. He just wanted them to confess it. But Adam, he blamed Eve. We're good at blaming our parents for things that hold us back. We're good at blaming our spouse. We even blame God. The Bible says in Proverbs 19.3, people own Foolishness ruins their life, but in their mind, they blame God. And that's what Adam's doing. Adam's looking at God saying, you know, God, if you hadn't created her, you and I, we'd still be good. You created her, God, and she brought it to me, so it's not really my fault. We blame other people. So what else do we do with our guilt? We beat ourselves up. We're really good at beating ourselves up about our past. We're really good at beating ourselves up about our failures. And here's the trouble with beating ourselves up. We don't know when to quit. For many of us, we've been beating ourselves up for the last 52 years about something you did as a teenager. It is time to let go of that and move on. But it creates this guilt in us. We beat ourselves up. Look what the Bible says. My guilt has overwhelmed me. Now, this is David. This is David in, in, in Psalms 38. And, of course, we know what David did. He, he, he looked out of his rooftop one time, and he saw a lady bathing on top of her roof. Not uncommon in the day, but, you know, in daytime, you, you, your lady knew probably not to bathe because she can see a castle above her head. I mean, come on. But he has an affair with Bathsheba. He's found out because she becomes pregnant. And so what does he do? He orders the death of her husband, Uriah. So David is now an adulterer. Now he's a murderer. But here's what David says. My guilt has overwhelmed me like a burden too heavy to bear. Sometimes the guilt in your life becomes like a burden too heavy for you to bear. You become too stressed out. 
you begin to get sick. You realize that guilt can cause you to be sick. Not every sickness is due to sin, but I mean, listen, it can, it can cause you to be sick. He says, I'm bowed down and brought low all day long. I go about mourning. This is David. And David is saying, listen, my guilt's overwhelmed me. Now, if you read on in the passage, he said, but I turn to you morning, noon, and night, and Lord, you hear my voice, and I cry out to you, and you answer my prayer. David knew where to turn to. David knew what to do with his guilt, and that was to give it over to the Lord. So what does Jesus want us to do with our guilt? What does he want us to do with it? What does Jesus say, take the guilt that you're hanging on to and do this? Now, guys, these are very simple points, but they're super hard to do. There's nothing new under the sun here, okay? But this is really hard to do. Number one, we admit it. I admit that I was a bad teenager. I admit I was a bad father. I admit that I made a lot of mistakes. I admit that I was not the best husband I could be. I admit we come to grips, we come to understand. Listen, I admit there are things that I've done in my past that are wrong. The Bible says the Lord gave us a mind and a conscience. We cannot hide from ourselves. We have to admit it. We have to admit our mistakes. We have to admit, you know, I've, 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 I've messed up in this area. The Bible says in 1 John 1.8, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. So we admit it. Then we accept responsibility. I recognize my faults. I am conscious of my sins, Psalms 51.3. But here's one thing I think we don't do. And I think this is really where this... And, and just, if you hear nothing, hear this verse of Scripture. Admit your faults to one another and pray for each other so that you may be healed. If there's something, if there's a sin in your life, if there's something from your past that you feel like, I need to move beyond this, what we do is we, God, would you forgive me? If you want forgiveness, you ask God to forgive, and he will. But listen... This passage of Scripture says, if you want to be healed of it, you tell someone else. Oh, no, i got to tell somebody of things I've done? Yeah, and you don't tell the town crier. There are some people that I know that I won't share a secret with. Because they, they'll tell. That's not who you go talk to. A friend runs into your life when everybody else is running out of your life. A friend will still love you when you tell them your darkest secret. They'll still love you. That's what a friend is. There are some things that I have talked with my confidant, and that is my brother, Eric. I talk about him all the time, and I tell you, he's a knothead and that. I just, you know, all of that. But I, he's, he's always been the one person in my life that I can go to, and we can sit, and we can talk, and I can be real and say, this is going on in my life, and I need my big brother to pray for me. You need that. If you don't have that, you need it. Because I don't want to carry around baggage in my life that I don't need to carry around, but guilt will cause me to do it. And you need someone that you can sit with and tell. 
Admit your faults to one another. Pray for each other so that you may be healed. Many of you are walking around wounded because you have not done this step. And it may be because we're too prideful. Maybe because we've been burned in the past. If you're someone that somebody else has confided in you, and you've shared that with someone, shame on you. Shame on you. And if we weren't in church, I'd use another term. I, no, I'm joking. Don't do that. Because this is a critical step in all of our lives. We find healing in this step. So be careful who you share with. You make sure whoever you share with will keep that between you and them. We accept responsibility. Revealing your feelings is the beginning of healing. Ask for forgiveness. Now, like I said, guys, these are simple. You admit it, you accept responsibility, and you ask for forgiveness. The Bible says, if we freely admit that we have sinned, we find God utterly reliable. His forgiveness, he forgives our sins and makes us thoroughly clean from all that is evil. All that is evil. We can trust him. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, all have sinned, yet God declares us not guilty. If we trust in Jesus, who in mercy freely takes away our sins. Now, isn't Satan interesting? He's such a cad. <laughs> Listen, this is what Satan does to sin. When you're tempted, Satan will quietly whisper into your ear, it's no big deal. Doesn't matter. It's not a big deal. No one will know. And then after you sin, what does he do? He's like Forky. <gasps> no, you did what? If you don't know who Forky is, it's from Toy Story. That's what Satan does. He'll let you believe that the sin you're about to commit or the temptation you're about to fall under is no big deal. But then after you do it, he's like, oh, there's no turning back now. Oh, you've gone way too far. You've really messed up now. That's what Satan does. That's how he works in your life. He maximizes a sin. Before you sin, he minimizes it. Then after it, he maximizes it. Feeling guilty doesn't make you a better person. It really just holds you back. And if you've asked God to forgive you of something, why do you keep asking him to forgive you of that thing? Because all that does is show a lack of faith. If you've asked God to forgive a sin in your life, he will forgive it. He will forgive it instantly. As soon as you ask him, how long should we deal with sin? About 10 seconds, because that's how long it should take us to repent. But when we keep going, oh, God, forgive me. Oh, God, I know I asked you yesterday, but oh, God, I, I, it's on my, but just forgive me. And we just, that just shows a lack of faith in our life. It shows us that we really don't think God can forgive us. Let go of it. 
If you've asked God to forgive you, he will forgive you. You need to take the next step and find a confidence, someone you can confide in and say, listen, I'm dealing with something in my life. And you don't have to go into great detail. I'm not saying just go into great detail of what it was, but you may say, listen, if it's a brother, if it's a friend, if it's a brother in Christ, whatever it is, listen, or a sister in Christ, you know, women, you should talk to women. Guys, you should talk to guys. Okay, there are things I, I, I hide no secrets from her. I don't, I don't hold anything back from her. But there are conversations that I've had with my brother and that he's had with me that maybe she and I won't have. Okay, guys, you need to find someone you can, because I, I want to be healed of the things that are trying to hold me back. And we miss that step of confiding in someone. So what we do is... What we usually do with our guilt is we bury it. We blame others. We beat others up. But Jesus wants us, what does he want us to do with our guilt? He wants us to admit it. He wants us to accept responsibility. Then he wants us to ask for forgiveness. Then what does Jesus do? What does he do with our guilt? This is all easy stuff. It's just we sometimes don't believe it, but he forgives us instantly. I've known many Christians who have the hardest time believing that God has forgiven them of something they've done in the past. They just can't believe that God would forgive them. But yes, God forgives you. God, look, the Bible says in Isaiah 55, God is merciful and quick to forgive. He will forgive you of things you've done in your past. Trouble is sometimes you won't forgive yourself. And that's where guilt comes in. That's where fear comes in. And all that does is cripple you. And Satan wants you to walk around be emotionally crippled. And you don't have to be. God doesn't want you to be emotionally crippled. God wants you to be free. He wants you to live a life that is glorifying to him. And you need to let go of that guilt. Someone give me an amen in the house. Come on. (laughs) He forgives us instantly. But not just that, he forgives us completely. And we struggle with that as well. We struggle with, well, I'm, I'm just not good enough. Well, no, I'm not good enough, but if I've given my heart to Jesus Christ, he makes me good enough because of Jesus Christ living in me. has nothing to do with me. But it's Jesus living in me, and now I am a new creation, and God completely forgives me. The Bible says he has forgiven all your sins. He has utterly wiped out the evidence of broken commandments, which always hung over your heads. And he has completely annulled it by nailing it to the cross. Completely. Let go of it. If you need to go to a brother or a sister and ask them to forgive you, then do that. Take the steps that you need to take. But listen, when it comes to God and when it comes to Jesus, you're forgiven if you've asked. But we just carry it around. We're dragging in suitcases. We're dragging all this weight behind us. And this is one that I am so thankful for, not, not thankful for, not that I'm not thankful for all of them, but I'm so thankful that he forgives us repeatedly. How many of you have stumbled over the same rock different times in your life? That sin just keeps, just keeps hitting you in the toe. You keep falling. You keep stumbling over this sin. He forgives us repeatedly. Jesus is always interceding on our behalf. Hebrews 7.25. He's always interceding for us. He's always ready to forgive us. He's always ready to be like the father and the prodigal son and run to you when you come to him in repentance. He's always ready. What's holding you back? 
Why are you hanging on to stuff? Why are you allowing guilt to riddle your life and to cripple you emotionally? And then he also forgives us freely. Do you get that? He forgives us freely. Look what the Bible says. For by the sacrificial death of Christ, we are set free. That is, our sins are forgiven. How great is the grace of God. How great is the grace of God. He forgives you completely. So we hang on to things that we don't need to hang on to. The root of all of our problems are relational. But God stands ready to forgive freely. He forgives us repeatedly. He forgives us completely. He forgives us instantly, immediately. Guilt creates a fear. And many of you are sitting here and you've carried stuff around your whole life. And you're afraid that others are going to find out who you really are. And you're afraid you're going to be rejected. You're afraid someone may even retaliate against you. You're afraid that God doesn't like you. And for those of you who think God doesn't like you, that's a lie straight out of the pit from hell. Because he loves you so much, he sent his son Jesus Christ to die on a cross to pay the penalty of your sin. So you don't have to walk around guilt-ridden. He forgives us instantly, completely, repeatedly, and freely. Psalms 32 says, What happened? What happiness for those whose guilt has been forgiven? What relief for those who God has cleared their record? What relief? What relief indeed, how we can find true peace and freedom from all of our guilt and shame in the name of Jesus Christ. I hope you find that true freedom from your guilt today, as Pastor Steve was talking about that today. Thank you again for listening to today's audio sermon. If you are listening to this today and do not have a church home, we would love for you to join us on Sunday mornings at 945. That's for our Sunday school time and 1055 for our worship time. For more information and previous sermons, please check out our website at shakotafbc.com or you can download our church app. You can search in your app store for church app-tithely.